Tandem Nomads episode 253. Do you ever question if you will ever be able to actually turn your business into real revenue and create your own source of financial freedom while still being able to give the attention that you want to to support your loved ones and care for them? If that's your fear, whether you will ever be able to juggle those two, I want to have this conversation with you today on a bigger perspective, but also on a micro level on what you can do to create real systemic change for women empowerment and for caregivers. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and resources to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life or through any transition. This is your host. My name is Emel Deregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. Before I get to start with today's topic, I want to make sure to thank the great team of the United Nations local employees spouses who have inspired me with this topic and who brought me this title. In fact, I am so honored to be invited to open this association's General Assembly meeting this association is called NYLESA. It stands for New York Locally Employed Spouses Association of the United Nations. So they come up with this great title that I am borrowing today, which is Breaking the Glass Ceiling Without Being Broken. And I find this so, so relevant even more today than ever. So first of all, huge shout out to the team of the NYLSA for coming up with this amazing title. And if they didn't come up with it themselves for bringing this title to my attention, because I believe that this is so, so timely right now. So this podcast show is the place to talk about business. This is the place to talk about how to grow successful portable business, as I said before. But the real mission that has gotten me to start Tandem Nomads over six years ago was women empowerment. And especially women of my community that is traditionally called as expat spouses. So although today I serve people who are part of this globally minded community and not necessarily just the spouses of expats and women who are international, who have been having a global lifestyle in general, no matter if they did as a spouse or not, my initial mission statement has started when I realized that there's so many women who gave up their whole careers in order for their partners to be able to pursue their own careers on the move, moving from a country to another, sent by their companies abroad. This is a lovely experience, a wonderful chance to live an amazing life and to have an experience that very few people have the chance to live. But this is real life. And if you're listening to this podcast show, you'll know it already. It is real life and it comes with sacrifices. And very often, those who take that sacrifice on their shoulders are the partners. And although I'm really grateful that there's so many, many more men today who have joined this movement of also being willing to also put their careers on the side for their partners and 
be the caregivers in the family, I do think that there's still a lot of work to do, especially for women, for the particular reason that women are still nowadays the main caregivers, the main carers of the family who do take on their shoulders a lot of work that is actually unpaid work. But on top of not being paid, it is work that is actually stopping them from being able to break the ceiling, that glass ceiling that we talk about so often when we talk about women empowerment. And even worse than that, and the reason why I think it is a problem is because not only they don't get to break the ceiling, and here I'm really talking specifically, for instance, with building a business that generates a real revenue. So not only they're not able to breaking that ceiling, but also very often they are in a very vulnerable financial situation. When the relationship in a partnership happens smoothly and is an equal footing, obviously we would always think that, well, if that's the case, then they're protected. But I've seen so many cases in my life where the relationships in the couple and the family will be very smooth and everything is going well. But as soon as they are still having challenges inside a relationship, very often women will be in a situation where the decisions of how to handle those challenges is based on the fact that financially they are dependent and they are not necessarily in a position where they can make choices that they would if they had money. And this is just a reality. And here, to just name a cat a cat, I'm talking as well of situations of divorces, of abuse in the relationship. These are situations that can be really, really difficult. But without going to that extreme, just the fact that a caregiver cannot have the right bandwidth in times in terms of time and our energy to make their own dreams and their own careers come true and create their own revenue for me is not okay and this is why I do what I do and this is why I'm passionate about helping people create their own source of revenue even when they are the caregivers in their families and in their community. And this is why I believe that a portable business is the best way to do it because it allows you to create a business in your own terms. But this is not exactly where I want to go, not about how to build that portable business, but rather how to address this big, big challenge and this big dilemma in our society. Because although I am so convinced that a portable business is the best way to be able to create our own source of revenue, even when we are caregivers. From my own experience, just working with my clients, I can see how even when having a portable business, there's so many challenges that can easily be a distraction or a huge source of burden that will really stop the progress of creating that revenue that we want to create, even with a business that is flexible, such as a portable business. 
And I believe the cause of that big challenge is so much bigger than simply a matter of time. It is an issue that is a societal issue. And it's something that I want to shed the light on because there is more and more things that are being done nowadays to talk about what is called unpaid work or the mental load of caregivers that is unpaid and unrecognized. So if you're listening to this podcast episode and you are a caregiver who's trying to grow a successful portable business, what I'm trying to say here is that you're not alone. You are part of a systemic dynamic in our society and I want to identify it. I'm sure that you already know about it. I want to really emphasize on that. But also, by the end of this episode, I also want to share with you some guidance on where I think you can take action where you can make some changes to be able to feel more empowered to grow your own business and create the space you need for you to be able to focus on your business while never giving up on your other priorities, which is taking care of your loved ones. So I want to open this conversation with a good statistic and I picked this up from a website called Center for Partnership Systems and I love whenever the homepage immediately says household work would make up 30 to 50 percent of the GDP which stands for a gross domestic product which is basically a statistic that helps us understand how much value is an economy producing to create economic growth. So indeed All this mental load, all this unpaid work that's done by caregivers is actually benefiting the society. It's benefiting the companies who are more effective. And just giving a a very practical example with the families who are being relocated from a country to another because a company is sending their employees abroad, the expat partners very often take a lot of that load of preparing the move, organizing the move, and settling the family so that the employee can focus on doing the job. This is part of the company's value that's being created that's not being counted. Thankfully, more and more of these relocation companies are including a budget to help the family with all of that, but that doesn't include the work that the spouse is often doing, which means that very often the spouses are putting their whole careers on the side to and their businesses when they have one to actually focus on those transitions. And very often once the transition is really done, it's very often time to think of the next move and plan the next move. So this is a very typical example of how value is created for a company and allows a company to be more productive and also increase their profits when they they have a whole ecosystem behind the employee that's actually helping to make that happen. And here's a quote from Dr. Ryan Eisler that I absolutely love. And it says, even in rich countries like the US, women over the age of 65 are twice as likely to be poor as men over 65. The reason is not only wage discrimination, but it's also that most of these women are or were full or part-time caregivers and poverty is their reward. And I cannot agree with that more. 
on my end, what I see at a smaller level is not that poverty is their reward because most of the people I work with are actually in a very financially secure environment where they have a partner who's providing, but they cannot make their business a priority because they're the sole caregiver in the family. And because their business is not making as much revenue as their partners, then they cannot ask or feel free to ask to actually have the time that they need to be able to work on their business, but not just the time, the mental bandwidth. And that's one thing I'm going to be insisting on. It's not just a matter of time. It's also about that mental load that women take on top of the daily household tasks that make them really struggle with focusing on the other things that matter to them and to making them independent and empowered and financially fulfilled in terms of what they generate as revenue to make sure to not only have their own safety net, but also to do something that I know a lot of them want to, which is contributing to the family's well-being thanks to the revenue they make. And what I often see is this pressure or this frustration when they don't feel like They deserve to invest in their business because they're not yet making that revenue. So very often there's this whole conversation with a partner of, should I invest in my business or not? And a lot of them are simply not being taken seriously by their partners and thus not allowing or agreeing to invest in their business because it's not a serious thing, right? So that's another conversation where I can go down the rabbit road very easily, but I think you see what I'm trying to say here. And I've seen many women not being able to get the online course, the training, the mentorship, the the support that they need to grow their businesses because it requires an investment. And that investment, the partner is not willing to make because the business is not important enough or, or big enough. And this is a real problem, a big problem. And one of the other examples where I see a lack of support is simply investing in the support system, such as a nanny or or any other type of support that would allow women to actually focus on their businesses and have the bandwidth to work on it to make it a serious business. It's not a serious business, so we're not going to invest until it becomes a serious business. At the end, the business will never be the serious thing. So therefore, women would never have the time or the bandwidth to actually do the work that they need to do to make it a sustainable business. So you see how you can easily get stuck into that vicious circle. However, I need to also say that there's a lot of women who actually manage to create amazing businesses despite of this, despite all of that. So and this is why I find women so incredible, so amazing, because there's many of them that despite this crazy vicious circle, they make it through. The question is at which cost, at which cost they needed to do it. And many of them on the path who try sometimes get into burnout or get into depression or feel like a failure all the time because they haven't managed to make that important thing for themselves 
come true. And that leads to lack of confidence, depression, all the things that come with that frustration of having the feeling that you cannot do what you really want to do in your life on top of being a caregiver, which you care for. But that's not all. This is not all what women are about and women want more. And I'm sure that you can relate to that. And the reason why I resonated so much with the title of breaking the glass ceiling without being broken, although we could see being broken as a society, I'm seeing it at a micro level. What I'm really passionate about is to support women in committing to their businesses, committing to their goals and their dreams, but making sure that throughout the process, they don't get broken for trying too hard because they don't have the support that they need to be able to make their business a priority and creating their own revenue so that they can have that financial freedom to make the decisions they want to make in their life. So, I'm going to share a few resources on the show notes of this episode of a lot of statistics that have been done uh, by many organizations and research and reports on the impact of the unpaid care work. So I, if you're interested in the research that's done in this field, make sure to go to the show notes of this episode on tandemnomads.com slash 253. But I wanted to bring a, uh, a, a spotlight onto one initiative that I really found amazing uh, that's called the Eco Care Day. So the Eco Care Day is a German initiative that a friend of mine talked to me to and she is actually a volunteer for this organization that I love. The idea is to raise awareness of how caring and carers are undervalued in our society, but also how to actually bridge that equal pay gap and make sure that these carers are taken care of in terms of financial security, but also in terms of mental health and healthcare and all of these things, because they are, they are the marginalized part of our society that is not being seen and not being valued as they are contributing to creating value in our society, as well as for our organizations and in our companies. So if you're interested to know more about this Equal Care Day initiative, make sure to check the show notes of this episode on tandemnomads.com slash 253. You will find that information in the section that's called resources and inspiration. So now I want to talk about what we can do about this and especially what you can do about this at your own level. Because this problem, as the statistics show, is not a problem that only concerns you. This is a whole societal issue. We've seen a lot of progress, but there's still a lot of work to do, obviously. But we cannot wait for our society to change to be able to make those changes we need in our lives. And by the way, the perfect way to change our society is starting from within. So I want to share a little bit of my input of how I see this. And to do so, I want to start by looking at the big picture and looking at all the changes that we've seen coming in the past years that are still happening, for example, around racism, around women equality, well, there's, if there's one lesson we should learn from people who want to make change is that change and changing the system, changing the society requires disruptions. And disruptions are no easy thing to make happen. 
it does come with sacrifices. It does come with some hard, hard, hard conversations. And I think for me, this is the biggest piece of making change. If you want to make change in your society, but most importantly, in your life, you need to be willing to have the hard conversations so that you can create that disruption. And here are for me the two types of hard conversations that need to happen. The first hard conversation is with yourself. Change happens from within. So the question is, what do you need to address in the conversation that you're having with yourself about what is stopping you from breaking that glass ceiling? What is stopping you from focusing in your business? What is stopping you from doing the work? But also knowing where are your priorities and how to make sure that, because I'm sure that one of your biggest priority is your family, how can you make that priority aligned with your other one, which is creating real revenue in your business. And I also want to invite you to reflect on what are the beliefs that you're having or the thoughts that you're having when, for instance, considering to invest in the support that you need to be able to focus on your business? Or simply, what are the beliefs and the thoughts that you have when wanting deep inside to actually ask for help to your partner or other members of your family or your community so that you can make sure to have the bandwidth to focus on your business. And by the way, I'm just going to make a side note here. Sometimes it's not about those big things. Sometimes the dynamic is pretty invisible in our families when it's about how women are taking the mental workload or what is called the invisible workload. And for that, I'm going to mention here Susan Hyatt, who is a life coach, and she has this uh, post that she posted on Instagram. I just want to try to read it for you real quick without going too much into the details, but I think this one is really powerful. So she says, a few weeks ago, while placing an Instacart order to groceries, I asked my husband, Scott, if he wanted anything specific. After clear and direct family staff meetings, we eventually split household tasks and the groceries are in my list. Instead of rattling off the items he wants for the store, Scott replied, I want to have a chili for dinner this week. That sounds delicious. What's the problem with this statement? Two things. The assumption is that I'm going to cook this chili for him. For this record, I make incredible chili. He knows this, but I was not making it that week. The ask was for the grocery list, not, honey, what can I make you for dinner? This brings me to the second issue. Instead of listing off the item to make the chili, ground beef, kidney beans, etc., he just said chili. Now I need to do all the extra labor to list the ingredients, check the fridge and cabinet to see what we have, etc. It's easy to see how women's workload can triple over a simple task like an Instacart. I went from one task, ordering groceries, to three tasks. Ordering groceries, making the list of ingredients for chili, cooking Scott's chili. And I haven't even gotten to the weaponized incompetence 
yet. So the weaponized incompetence concept of Susan Hyatt is amazing. So I'm going to let you check it out. This is a whole other thing about how because you do something better than most of the people in your family, that workload falls on you because you're so good at it. You're so good at it. So why don't you just do it? Right. So I'm sure that you are familiar with this. So if you want to read more of these uh, great posts, I will put them in the show notes. But I want to make sure that you see what I'm meaning. Look for those invisible ways that things are happening in the dynamic of the household and how you are accepting that to happen. It's often not your, the fault of the family. It's probably that you've been raised in a certain way where for you it is normal to take that mental load where one task turns into a multiple series of tasks that you need to take it on and no wonder that you're exhausted at the end of the week and have no energy for your business left. So my big take here is in order to make change, we need to make change from within. So what are the beliefs and the thoughts, but also the actions that you're taking in your life that are stopping you from having the bandwidth to focus in your business? And I want to refer to another coach. His name is Jim Fortin, and he talks about this whole concept of you need to be so that you can become. And one of the big thing that a lot of people do is say, I can't afford for this course, or I can't afford for this program, or I can't have the time to focus on my business. So my invitation is to follow this great tips from Jim Fortin. Instead of saying, I can't afford, if you want to be empowered, ask yourself this question instead. How can I figure this out? Or in other words, what can I do? What's in my power right now to make this happen? Let me figure this out. And basically, ultimately, what this means is, is basically what change are you ready to make in you to be what you want to become. Because the first disruption that needs to happen to break this dynamic and systemic inequality in our society is to start the change from within ourselves. I really believe this. If every woman was fighting within the household to make sure to not take all the mental workload, we would be so much further ahead with changing the rest of our society. Which leads me to the second hard conversation to have. So once you have had that conversation with yourself, the second hard conversation to have is with the members of your household, your partner, your kids, and whoever you actually even take care of. This conversation needs to happen because I bet you that there's so many tasks and mental load that you're taking on without anybody having even asked you to do so. So you might just assume that this is what the other person wants. And even if it is the case, it doesn't mean that this is how it should be, right? So I would invite you to be really clear about what you want other people in your household to help you with and be very clear about that. And sometimes, most of the time, 
you'll find out that it's not that complicated. It's just about giving clear instructions of where you need help to be able to focus on your business. But sometimes I do know that this is a much bigger conversation that requires more than one just trial. And this is where your determination is really important, where it's not about breaking the family down into pieces because of these hard conversations, but it's about having them again and again and progressively in different contexts and different ways. This is super, super important. So identify what are those hard conversations you need to have in your household so that you can make yourself and your business a priority while still caring for the rest of the family, but without having to take all the load on your shoulders only. And by the way, the fact that your partner might be working full-time and generating the revenue for the family is not a answer. This is so not an excuse for you to take all that workload on your own. Not at all. Because you might as well see that, that you are working as much full-time as a caregiver as the person who's actually working for a company or having a nine-to-five jobs or their own business. And on top of it, this person is being paid for it and like you are and this person is having all that security and safety net that you don't necessarily have because you're being the caregiver that allows this person to do the job and if you need some help to have those hard conversations one of the best tools is this non-violent communication tool there's a book and there's also a link where you can get to learn about how to express what you need in a non-violent way and in a way that will make that person that you're talking with really understand where they can actually bring value and be willing to support so check that out as well in the list in the list of resources that I'm sharing with you in the show notes of this episode. So two call to actions for you to support you on this journey and being part of breaking the glass ceiling without being broke is to create disruption by first having the hard conversations with yourself. See what changes you are ready to make so that the others make the changes. For example, if you want to invest in your business and invest in the support you need in your business, instead of saying, I can't afford this, ask yourself, how can I make this happen? And then have the hard conversations with those who can make this change with you and for you, because there's no reason for you to take all this invisible workload without getting some kind of support for you to also make yourself a priority and your own also mental health and self-care and your own happiness as a priority. This is for me how you break the glass ceiling without being broken. And I'm not saying that this is easy. I'm not saying this is a one-time thing. I just say it is a process. And change can only be made once we actually really look at this process intentionally and observe how we are being part of the dynamics that lead to these inequalities. And what are the simple things you can do to start making change today for yourself first 
And eventually, you'll see it will impact the rest of the society. All right, Nomad Nation, I hope that this episode has inspired you to take action, to make yourself a priority, and to put yourself first. And knowing that that doesn't mean that when you put yourself first, that you're giving up on the rest of your family and the people you need to care for. So if you wanted to check all the resources I have for you, make sure to go to the show notes of this episode and feel free to reach out if you want to share your feedback about this episode. You can either reach out to me by Instagram via DM or email me on connect at tandemnomads.com. I can't wait to meet you in the next episode and stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.